And before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanu b'mitzvotah v'tzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. Purim is one of the joyful, fun-filled Jewish holidays celebrated annually on the 14th day of the Hebrew month of Adar. The word Purim is the plural form of the Hebrew word Pur, which means lots, as in the expression to cast lots. According to the scroll of Esther, they should make them days of feasting and gladness and of sending portions one to another and gifts to the poor. Purim is celebrated among Jews by exchanging gifts of food and drink, donating charity to the poor, eating a special meal known as a Seudat Purim, public reading of the Megillat Esther, the scroll of Esther. Other customs include wearing masks, dressing up in customs, holding public celebrations and eating hamantashen. It is one of my favorite parts. Purim is our annual commemoration of the survival of the Jewish people at that time when they were captives in ancient Persia. At that time, the king's name were, was Artaxerxes, in Hebrew, Ahashvirosh. The king appointed a man named Haman, Haman as chief, his chief advisor. It became Haman's plan to kill all the Jews in the empire, but his plans were foiled by Mordechai, one of those captive Jews, and Esther, the queen, who happened to be his cousin. Esther is the brave heroine in the story because she put her life on the line, risking everything for her people, and famously said, if I perish, I perish. Therefore, when we talk about Purim, we are talking about Esther. When I think of Purim, I remember the Lord's faithfulness and His protection in our lives. No matter how the enemy tries to destroy Jewish people, we are still alive. The Lord is faithful to His promise, and His heart is filled with love for His children. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 If we are faithless, He remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. How wonderful it is to have such a father, such a Lord. Throughout our history, the enemy of human souls sought to destroy us, but the Lord is our protector and our shield. He is Magen Abraham, the shield of Abraham, and he is the shelter and shield for all who trust him today. The Purim holiday is a reminder to us that we do not need to be afraid, but it is also a reminder to our enemies, those who wish to destroy us, that hatred of the Jewish people will not lead to anything good for them, only to their destruction and death. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and verse 3, the key verses for today. My heart's desire is to make you into a great nation, to bless you, to make your name great so that you may be a blessing. And verse 3, 
My desire is to bless those who bless you, but whoever curses you, I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. This is the promise to Abraham and to his children. Purim is the one of the best examples of this. Two and a half thousand years ago, the enemy conspired to destroy the Jews and wipe out the people from the face of the earth. But it is no accident that Purim is called the holiday of victory. Purim is a celebration of the victory of the Almighty over evil, over dark designs, over the adversary. I would like to read book of Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 and verse 7 and it is also about Purim and it is also about today. Then he responded to me by saying, this is the word of Adonai to Zerubbabel saying, not by might nor by power but by my Ruach, says Adonai Sevaot. What are you? great mountain. Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain. He will bring out the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Purim confirms this. When defeat seems already inevitable, when there is no one to rely on and from whom to expect help, it is at such moment salvation comes from the Lord. Do you remember these words? He will bring out the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Yeshua is our capstone and grace of the Lord is upon him. First Peter chapter two, verse six. Here's the prophetic fulfillment of these words of this book of Zechariah chapter four. First Peter chapter two, verse six. For it is says in scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a chosen, precious cornerstone. Whoever trusts in him will never be put to shame. And also book of John chapter 1 verse 17. Torah was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Yeshua, the Messiah. He will bring out the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So our victory is not in our wisdom, ability, our strength, but only in the Lord, in Yeshua and Him alone. We remember that Purim derives from the word Pur, which means lot. Psalm 16, verse 5. Adonai is my portion. And my cup you cast my lot the lord you cast my lot haman was defeated and the evil he planned for the jews turned against him the people of israel were saved and continued their historical path guarded by the heavenly father the key to this victory was trust in the lord fasting and prayer the fact that the lord is the magen abraham the shield of Abraham. So let's move to, uh, to the lessons of Purim. The first lesson I want to share with you, the Lord is always on the throne. He's always the king. 
Some believe that the book of Esther was written to illustrate how God works behind the scenes. And it seems so considering that the text of the book does not mention the word God or the Lord. According to sages, the times of Purim were times of the hiding of the face of the Most High. And this term, hiding the face, is a state of the people when people do not feel the Lord's presence. It seems to them that God hid his face and is no longer in control of things. Sometimes it can happen because of our transgressions and sins. I would like to read Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 18. Here's the prophetic words. I will surely hide my face on that day because of all the evil they have done, for they have turned to other gods. And the word translated hide in the original sounds like austere. Some Torah scholars say that anyone who reads or hears these words in ancient Hebrew can hear the title of the book of Esther, Astir. The Lord shows us that even though it seems to people that the Lord has hidden, that he is no longer present among his people, that he does not care about us and everything around is getting worse. In fact, the Lord has not gone anywhere. He is on the throne. He is with us. He will never turn away from his people. And he has a plan of salvation and deliverance even when we do not feel it. Jeremiah chapter 29. This is the important place of the scriptures. This is the heart, the heart of the Bible. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through verse 14. Let us remember this verse because it is so important for us today. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have in mind for you, declares Adonai, plans for shalom and not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you will search me with all your heart. Then I will be founded by you, says Adonai. Amen. Amen. So the Persian name Esther in Hebrew sounds like hidden. She kept her religious and national identity a secret. And no one knew that she was Jewish until the time came from God to reveal it. The Lord shows that he is there to save at the most critical moment. How important is to remember this lesson today, when it seems that the Lord is far away and we may not understand what is happening to us. We need to live by faith and trust the Lord is within us. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the good news. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who trusts. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. In it the righteousness of God is revealed from trust to trust. 
as it is written, by the righteous, but the righteous shall live by emunah, faith. The word emunah itself comes from aman, which means to securely trust, to rely upon, and from which we get the word amen, true. The Lord prepares his plan of salvation, and he has hidden people who trust in him and are ready to fulfill his will. And another important lesson from this story is that the Lord is the God of a second chance. Today I want to consider what led to the events of the book of Esther. In the history of Esther, the existence of the Jewish people was threatened by the hatred and arrogance of one man named Haman. According to some Torah scholars, the life of this man, Haman, was the result of the disobedience of the king of Israel to God's command many years before prior. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, God told King Saul to conquer the Amalekites and destroy everything, including the cattle. I would like to read it. It is uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15, and let us start with verse 2. Thus says Adonai Tzavot, I remember what Amalek did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. Now go and strike down Amalek and put all he has under the ban of destruction. So have no pity on him. And we know the story. Despite Saul being the victor, he kept Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive. Verse 9 said, But Saul and the people spared Agag. And then we know that he blamed the people for everything when he faced Samuel. And now, after 500 years, when Jews lived in exile in Persia, we could read about Haman, the enemy of the Jewish people. It is Esther. Book of Esther, chapter 3, verse 1. Sometime later, King Ahasuerosh promoted Haman, son of Hamedatha, the Agagite. So, here we see that Haman, he is Agagite, that is a descendant of Agag, from 1 Samuel, chapter 15 the king of the Amalekites, the same king, Agag. And now Haman is, from, is his descendant. When Haman discovered that Mordechai, a Jew, did not bow to him, he was filled with rage and planned to kill all the Jews. I wonder, why did he have such a harsh reaction on Jews? It is because for Haman, this is not just arrogance, but historical hatred and personal revenge. Haman was probably raised knowing the origins of his royal family and how their kingdom fell at the hands of the Jews. Now when he was in power, he could repay to the Jews in full, destroy and seize their property and spoils. I want to read one interesting place from the book of Esther. Esther chapter 4 verses 13 and verse 14. 
Mordechai told them to reply to Esther with this answer. Do not think in your soul that you will escape in the king's household more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Who knows whether you have attained royal status for such a time as this. While many are familiar with the story of Queen Esther, not everyone hears the message about the consequences of disobedience and how God gives a second chance to those who do His will. So, let's read a few places of the scripture and try to find the similarity between them. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 and verse 2. 1 Samuel 9, 1 and 2. Now there was a man of Benjamin <clears throat> whose name was Kish. Let us remember this name, Kish. Son of Abiel, son of Zeror, son of Bekorath, son of Ephia, son of Benjamite. He was a mighty man of favor. And he had a son whose name was Saul, young and handsome. And remember that Saul became a king in Israel. And let us read Esther chapter 2, verse 5 and verse 7. And remember this name, Kish. Here's about Mordechai. There was a Jewish man in the Shushan palace whose name was Mordecai son of Jer, son of Shimei, son of Kish, and Benjamite. Again, remember this name, Kish. He had raised Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter. So, here we see son of Saul, King Saul, son of Kish, from the tribe of Benjamin. He lost his kingdom because he did not destroy Amalek, saving the life of King Agag. He saved his life. And now Esther, or Hadassah, a descendant of the house of Kish, the same house, was raised to the kingdom just for such a time. Wow. The time when Haman, the Agagite, a descendant of Agag, a descendant of Amalek, tried to destroy the Jewish people. Esther, a descendant of Kish, from the tribe of Benjamin, the same family King Saul was, ascended the royal throne precisely for this time. And when Mordechai said to Esther, remember, he said to her, relief and deliverance will arose for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. <clears throat> In that moment, Mordecai did not mean Esther's family. He was talking about her father's house. And the book clearly says that this is the house of Kish, the house of King Saul. Her father's house was another royal family in Israel. Esther and Mordecai were given the responsibility to atone for a mistake made many generations before. Amalek must be destroyed. And the tribe of Benjamin must do it. The Lord gives us a second chance. Where we have shown pride and disobedience, He is ready to deliver us. In the same way today in our life, 
in order to in order to turn evil into good we see the light of salvation and feel the triumph of victory we need to open ourselves to the lord admit our failure and inability to help ourselves and accept yeshua as the promised messiah and deliverer john chapter 3 verse 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life well the events described in the book of esther are a type of the miraculous salvation and the and the gift of eternal life which we receive through the sacrifice of Yeshua. Wow. I would like to read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, through trust in the Lord, through Emunah. And this is not from ourselves or yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not based on deeds so that no one may boast. Yeshua is our joy. He is pouring for us every day of our lives. So, I would like to say again, Mazel Tov Mishpacha, Happy Purim, Hak Purim Sameach. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider to be a blessing to Beth Israel. I will close with Aaron's blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel, and then we will return to Eric and Anya's home for a final worship song. Let us pray together. Yevrecha Hadonai Vishmerecha, Yaera Donai Panavelecha Vihunecha, Yisa Donai Panavelecha, Vayase Lecha Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Shabbat Shalom. 